Welcome to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast, bringing you open and honest conversations about resources in Tuscarawas County. Now here's your host, Jody Salvo. Hi, this is Jody Salvo. Welcome to another podcast with the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition. Today we have uh, two members of Community Hospice, and um, today we're just going to be talking a little bit about how do we deal with this 2020 holidays. Um, man, it's getting darker outside at night. We have holidays coming up, and you know we're seeing increased cases of COVID, and clearly we need to heed that we need to be very conscientious and mindful about social gatherings, which really impact holidays, family get-togethers, holiday parties, and I, I think just a lot of loss. I mean, so I think all year we've been, been experiencing loss, and now it's kind of probably loss fatigue, Yes, and uh, we're hitting that time where it, it's really kind of hard, I think, for all of us to continue to give up what seems normal and traditions and stuff like that. So who else better to reach out to community hospice because you probably really understand what loss looks like, what the grieving process looks like. Um, so I'm Leanne, I'm going to start with you. Uh, just introduce yourself a little bit about what you do. We'll go to Julie and then let's just kind of open up this conversation about how do we deal with this just uncharted time that we're all in right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I'm Leanne Maloney. I'm one of the bereavement care counselors with community hospice and um, so we're, we're, I'm a care counselor over there. We see families that come through our services for bereavement care, um, and we also see community clients. Okay. Um, not everybody is able to access hospice services when it comes to death and loss, and, and so we just want to make our services available to those folks that need it. Um, and so it's, and like you said, this is a truly uncharted territory yeah. this year, and so lots of loss beyond just the loss of a loved one. Um, and so we just want to make sure that people know that those services are available. Very good. Yeah. And Julie. I'm Julie Yoder, and I live and work up in Stark County um, with Community Hospice. And I have a couple of hats there. I am a nurse, so I do go out and see patients. Um, and I also work with bereavement. Um, and so I have kind of a variety of uh, clients to see and work with. And I think, you know, Leanne, talking about all the different kinds of losses um, it's not even just, and I don't want to say just, but it's not even just the death of somebody that we love, but it's so many other losses too. And those mm-hmm. are, yeah. for our bereaved clients, I think the COVID situation has certainly been challenging and added so much more to their losses and to um, their adjustment to those. So. Mm-hmm. That's been, I think, the biggest challenge in our bereavement work, for sure. sure. I'll tell you what, before we kind of get on that COVID conversation, um, we are really glad that y'all are here. And I think Community Hospice has such a great name in Tuscarawas County, for sure. I'm sure it doesn't start, but we're here yep. housed down here. <laughs> so <laughs> right. um, tell us a little bit about Community Hospice and and how you operate and, and how you work here in Tuscarawas County or in Stark County? Um, I'll actually start with just telling you, we actually are in Stark County, Tusk County, Carrollton County, um, Coshocton, and Columbiana. Okay. I got to get them all. (laughs) Well, there are, I mean, we have patients in probably, I don't know, 10 or 15 counties actually, but we have offices in those counties. Yes, because we do see the outlying, sometimes we'll see outlying counties as well. And so we, you know, we're, we're stretched out, you know, and so it's nice that we cover a, a 
a large area. Okay. And so we're, and the nice thing about community hospice is we're so well received in all of those communities and we're so well supported. And, um, and, and so it's nice just to kind of work with those communities to provide those services because okay. um, there's not a lot of, um, there's a lot of different community services. Um, and so it's, it's a great need. Yeah. And, and so it's, I think people really appreciate it because there's always been, um, there's a lot of stigmas about hospice or you're just kind of those um, negative conceptions, yeah. I guess. I guess. Uh, but so it's nice to, to meet people and tell them what hospice is or what it can be. And I think they appreciate that once they get that connection and yeah. get that, ed- that education and, that, and get that support because um, it's overwhelming yeah. when they're taking care of loved ones. And especially right now when they're facing those decisions, do I put my loved one in a facility? And then do I get to see them? Yes. Or? Yeah. And so, because that's an added stress and a, and a lot of emotional tor- turmoil for families right now. Oh, so. I'm sure. I can't even imagine having to make that decision. You know, mm-hmm. can I care for them at home or if I have to place them in a place where then they're going to be isolated, I guess, and except for you guys, yeah. you know, and you end yeah. up being that vehicle, I'm sure, between patient and family at that point. That's become much more of a role for us as nurses when we go out to see patients is that contact with family and giving them our reports on their visits okay. and, you know, being another set of eyes for them in there. And they've expressed, you know, frustration too, because even when they do get to go visit their loved one, they're behind a plexiglass thing or they're six feet away or they, you know, they can't touch them or, you know, hold them or comfort them. Um, and it's so hard. And oftentimes the patient may or may not understand why or, um, you know, kind of everything that's going on. So it's it's just exceptionally challenging yeah. right now. Now, but have you all be- had staff that have contracted COVID just because of the whole process or... I think we have. I yeah, don't know I, how many or anything. Yeah, no, I think, you know, we are, the hospice has done a really good job at keeping staff safe and providing sure. necessary equipment. So we're, you know, they're... Safe as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, um, you know, they you know, were, they're always there checking on us and, yeah. and, and looking after us. And so, yeah, and making well, sure I, we're taking care of ourselves. We <laughs> do appreciate, I, I brought that up because we realize you guys are as frontline as, as you get yeah. and we appreciate I'm sure I'm speaking for many people the work you do and to to really make people um, feel connected and cared for and and walk through this process with people so pretty neat yeah well neat I, I appreciate that portion kind of one move back to loss COVID and where that ties in with the anti-drug coalition and community agencies is I'm sure we see a lot of depression um, and anxiety that's coming with isolation. Um, and then we get into self-medication and all kinds of problems and issues that can come from trying to deal with, you know, just our current life situation. Um, so help us understand loss a little bit and, you know, maybe what we can do or what we need to know to maybe navigate some of these waters better. Um, you know, we're all impacted by loss. And, and so I think it's one of those things, um, I think from the very beginning when I started work here, I had a, a supervisor, we're not a society that's good at talking about it. Yeah. And we're not, um, we're not comfortable talking about it. And so sometimes it's one of those things that we tend to want to, um, we feel like we have to deal with on our own. Okay. And so I think that's the greatest challenge sometimes when we are going through loss or grief is that we feel, we, 
and to begin with, we feel like we're isolated. Right. And so now we're adding, a, you know, even more isolation. Yeah, now we're really isolated. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's complex because there's so many different things that, depending on the situation, we can be going through. And because we're not going through it daily, we're not, it's not something we always are experiencing. It can feel so foreign and so abnormal. <clears throat> and so just um, being able to navigate the different emotions and the, the adjustments, I think Joy acknowledged that, you know, all the adjustments that come from the loss of, you know, somebody significant in your life, sure. what role did they play? You know, especially with the holidays coming up, you know, there's going to be, you know, somebody missing at the table. There's going to be, you know, traditions. Do I, do, you know, people sure. who made those decisions, those things, you know, so, so it's, there's things that sometimes we don't think about in that context that um, they're always going to be with you and there was always going to be reminders along the way um, that come up. So we tend to feel like we have to get over sure. to, 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 to move on. That's, those are words that people tend yeah. to get. And it, it, it's not possible. So there's a lot of um, myths about grief that kind of put that struggle in grief uh, for people out there, and they that's where the struggle comes in. Okay. Well, and I think too, um, <clears throat> even identifying what the losses are, you know, what it is, what is it that I've lost, um, or what is it that I'm forced to do now? Sure. You know, I'm I'm put into roles that I haven't been used to before. Um, for a, a spouse who's lost, um, you know, their their husband, for example. I have to mow the yard now. Mm -hmm. I have to um, sure. pay all the bills. I have to, you know, I, you have to take on roles that you hadn't had before. And even feelings of loss in those areas and identifying the feelings that go with them. Sometimes I think um, it's hard to even figure out what it is you are feeling. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I have a, a sheet that I use with clients sometimes and and on the front, it has um, like a grief sentence completion exercise. And on the back, it has a whole list of emotions. Because when we're asked, what emotions did you have yesterday? We might say three or four of them. But when it comes down to it and you look at it, there are actually a ton more. If you can more identify what those feelings are, I think then it's maybe a little, I don't know if I want to say easier, but more effective sure. to kind of work through those and figure out what it is you need to do to get get in a place where you can cope with those. And like Leanne said, it's not something that we get over. It's not something we get through. It's not something you can go from point A to point Z and be done. Um, it's something that you learn to carry and cope with and figure out how to kind of move forward with, with them, um, right. but also being able to live your life as well. Very good. Mm -hmm. So what kind of... Um, what what suggestions would you give to people that might be struggling or going into this time? Wow. Um, <laughs> lots of These things. These are hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> they're hard questions, but they're good questions because, right. I mean, I think I don't think people think about that. Yeah. You know, and Julia was talking and, you know, identifying the emotions. Um, absolutely, that's one of the hard things. We kind of tend to stay very surfacey. And, but the next thing is giving yourself permission to feel them because we tend to want to beat ourselves up. Oh, I shouldn't feel that way. I sh you know, I shouldn't, I should be grateful or I should, well, it's okay that maybe you feel uh, anger or you feel guilty. Sure. Those are all components of grief. Um, it is a, it's a roller coaster. It is a roller coaster. Um, I like to use the word manage, 
you know, sit back and look at what can I manage right now? Um, even going into the holidays, what can I manage in regards to a holiday sure. celebration? It, maybe, it, it, maybe it doesn't look like it did sure. last year or the years before. Uh, it doesn't mean that it can't go back to that next year, but this year maybe it does look different. Um, and maybe you downsize or you change it up. Sure. You know? um, and, and so I, that's, that's my, I think that's, to me, that's the biggest thing that I always look at is what can I manage right now? Because then we tend to want to want to f- make everybody happy and fill sure. everybody's wants and needs, um, which I think is a good thing. It kind of speaks to our compassion and our right. heart. You know, we want to we want everybody to have a good time, but what is it doing to us? Sure. And in, in, in return, and if we're if it's filling us with bitterness or frustration sure. or stress, then it's not. Then it, it, maybe it's not healthy. Very good. Yeah. There's a great article. Um, by a gentleman, his name is Kenneth Doka, and he's okay. done a lot of work in grief. Um, and he wrote an article about the three C's of coping with the holidays. And I've implemented that even just in regular everyday life. Um, and a lot of my clients, I think, have found that helpful too. Um, and what Leanne was talking about, you do have choices. Mm-hmm. You do have choices, that's the first one, of what you, what you will or will not do during these holidays, am I going to send Christmas cards this year? You know what? I just don't have it in me. Um, am I going to? And that's okay. It is mm-hmm. okay. That's okay. Yeah. It is okay. And it has to be okay um, because that's where you are. Yeah. Um, am I going to bake all the cookies that I always baked? You know what? Maybe that would be kind of fun to do that with my grandchildren or with my kids or whatever. But I just don't have the energy for it. Yeah, I'm already kind of saying, I don't know if I need a turkey this year. Yeah. Well, and it makes, you know, there are decisions to be made with COVID about whether you're going to get together or not and who you're going to get together with and what that's going to look like. And important decisions to be made. And so, you know, the other two C's are communication. Mm -hmm. Other people have lost this person too. It may be a very different loss for them, but they may be grieving as well. And so it so, can look very different. Correct. Oh, yeah. And they may have very different expectations sure. also. Um, I was just talking to a client not long ago who had lost um, a spouse. And the, the kids obviously have lost a parent, but they also still have their spouses. They have their kids. Mm-hmm. They have you know, activities of life. And while they have sustained a loss, a substantial one, sure. um, it's very different it's very for them different. than it is for their, you know, the yeah. spouse who's at home alone, and it's an everyday, all-day kind of experience. So being able to communicate with each other, to share what your thoughts are and what you're feeling and what you feel like you need. And then the third one is compromise, because we need to compromise with each other. Um, because as you're saying that, I could see one not wanting to change anything, correct. Yeah. one wanting to change everything, yeah. you know, well, and then how and, do you... And I think the biggest thing, when we talk about holidays or about anniversary dates, birthdays, any of those major days that tend to bring that loss back in for us, um, we talk about um, making a plan for those days. Because when you make a plan, you have some control. And Leanne was talking about what can we control, what can we manage, what can't we manage. Um, So make a plan. Even if it's to stay at home in your pajamas and eat ice cream all day. Good plan. (laughs) (laughs) But it may change. You know, a friend may call you at 2.30 in the afternoon and say, come take a walk with me. And that's okay. Um, In my pajamas. Yeah, maybe in your pajamas. Sure. Why not? Um, But... You know, to know that you have and can make choices, that you do need to communicate and, and then be willing to compromise with each other on, you know, how to follow through with those. 
Um, and I think with any loss, with any challenge, those are good ideas to kind of keep in mind. Sounds good. And the, the earlier you start, to, the communication, I love mm-hmm. always talking about communication because I think that's one, things we, one of the things we struggle with. Sure. And the earlier you can start that communication, the earlier you can start talking about that plan, Sure. Um, sometimes it even takes the sting out of those emotions on the holiday or that significant day because you've kind of, you're taking away that in anticipation of, sure. those, of what's going to happen. And so you, you're kind of wrestling and you know, adjusting to all that and putting something in place that you're getting comfortable with the way the day is going to go. So absolutely, I think communication is, is important. Very good. So it's choice, communication, communication and compromise. compromise. Okay, those are really yep. three good C's that, yes. that we can think about. What else do we need to think about that we could? I think Julie hit on something, you know, and I, that everybody's grief is unique. You know, nobody, we're not going to, and we tend to, a lot of people want to compare themselves to somebody, well, somebody else is three months into their loss and they're doing fine. Yeah. Are they really? I mean, yeah. the, you might not really see how they're doing, but also that's their journey. Yeah. You know, their relationship with their loved one was different than your relationship with your loved one. Yeah. You know, and so your grief is going to be different. Indeed. And so try not to, com- to fall into that comparison trap. Yep. And we tend to also want to put a finish line on it. Like, you know, that, how long does grief last? Oh, <laughs> you tell it's me. It's just a year. <laughs> yeah. It's a year. Everybody's over yeah, it in a year. Yeah, we go through the yeah, cycle yeah. and we're no done, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's probably one of the, you know, my advice to those supporting people going through grief. If you can give people time and not rush them through rush it. Them. Yeah, you should be through this. Those are the hardest words that people have heard when yeah. they're grieving. You know, you know, um, so if we can avoid those kinds of words or that, those kinds of supportive, supportive words, sure. <laughs> um, that would be great. Just give them the time they need. So what are do's? So the do nots, don't rush people through this mm-hmm. and kind of understand. What would be some of the do's to help? Listen. Yes. Listen. And know that you, you can't fix anything. You, it's not up to any of us to really fix it yeah. for anybody. It's a matter of maybe helping them along the way, being there with them. Um, listening is probably one of the biggest things. Um, Staying yeah. in touch. Yes. Yeah. And I Not think being afraid to be around them. Yes. yes. I think because we fall into that, I, I don't know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So sometimes just get, send them a text and say, how are you doing? Yeah. Or just say, like Julie said earlier, do you want to go for a walk? You know, I mean, nobody I mean we all have our strengths in how we can support people not everybody's going to do it the same way but but you know sometimes we withdraw all the way and that that, that's another loss for that person yeah you know and so if you can find a way to stay in touch or just check in every so often with them that's wonderful and I do think the one thing we've learned through this pandemic that isolation is probably not good for anybody in the best of situations so exactly just being mindful and I appreciate that Give a text, yeah. give a call, drop a note. Yeah. Yes. You know, something very tan- tangible. Yes. Any of those kinds of things that you can do to reach out in an appropriate way. Um, some people, I think, are, are better at being able then to respond, and others may not. Um, oh. Don't take that personally, but know that um, your prayers are appreciated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. If you are people of faith, do that. I know I've seen a lot of different things. People have put together little sunshine boxes of, you know, little things they might be able to open or even 
verses or poems or sayings or things that you know they throw together and they can pick one out each day or oh, nice. you know there are all yeah. kinds of different um, little things like that but just be creative and yeah um, and don't give up on them <laughs> and probably being mindful of p- people that have to be more isolated right mm-hmm. now right too yeah. also huh? oh absolutely I think it you know I don't think we can do too much I mean I think we need to be mindful of that just how are we are we reaching out to people yeah. who don't have that contact or I do think this whole pandemic causes people to be more intra focused or into your own family only because you know as you're limited from access from other people sometimes it's I, I hate to say this out of sight out of mind you know mm-hmm. so just being mindful of people that might be isolated or you know, experiencing more loss this year. Well, and I think that's one of the things that's frustrating to a lot of people who have experienced substantial loss is that everybody else's lives very quickly go on very normally. And and that's something that can create a lot of those different emotions. Um, But just to, yeah, be thinking of, we sometimes I think with this pandemic, it's given us some extra time perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, that we can be thinking about. And I think we all benefit from doing something for each other. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm. So I think you guys gave us some good three C's and being cognizant to reach out and probably have grace and praying for each other, thinking about each other. Um, So I really appreciate this conversation. I think it's super helpful um, when we think about the health of a community, we're as healthy as each other. So mm-hmm. I want to thank you all for coming today. Thank you uh, for having um, us. Our okay. pleasure. And I, I thank you for doing these yeah. conversations and having them and neat, neat. Well, creating this platform. Thank you all. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and visit our website at adctusk.org.